Yo, thank you guys so much for tuning in to the 2 p.m. podcast. Um, I guess professionally known as or officially known as the 2RXM podcast. I appreciate everybody listening. Really big deal here. Um, Please continue to like, follow, share, whatever you do to show love. Hit the DMs, send the emails, share on all your pages, all of that good stuff. We see the statistics and we love y'all for it. And we appreciate every single one of you guys for it. Keep up the good work. Thank y'all. Alright, so today we're going to talk about the gray area. So I'm going to give y'all like a little rundown, a little history lesson about your boy. Um, This is Verb, by the way, if you couldn't tell. I'm kind of the only person that's been on so far. Yeah. But anyway, um, so back in, I want to say probably middle school, high school, I was big on writing. I was a poet. I was a rapper, linguist, whatever you want to call it. Uh, All my homies know (laughs) that my backseat freestyles were like epic. I was that guy. But I really loved the English language. I love writing. I wanted to go to school for journalism at one point. Uh, But you know, family influences turned that into business, which turned into international business, which turned into me being a rebel and getting my degree in audio production, which had nothing to do with any of that, but the actual writing portion that did come into play later. But anyway, um, I will never forget, there was this essay that I wrote um, a while ago, because, you know, if you've been following me for a while, I scream about being vulnerable and about emotions and feelings and how they're important and how it's kind of this double standard. It's like, you know, as society has shifted. And we want a manly man. You know, you're supposed to be big and buff and all this other dumb shit. You're supposed to, you know, be tough and all this good shit. And we we keep the old standards to that shit. And, you know, like, that's cool or whatever. But we abandon the fact that feelings exist. That might not have made sense. So I got I to gotta paint another picture for you guys. So, at one point in my life. I was, I thought I was deeply in touch with my feelings, with my emotions. Um, And honestly, it's back when I was writing. It was my escape. It was my outlet. And one of the reasons I stopped writing, and I'm going to be straight up, straight up with y'all, is because peer pressure and uh, parental pressure which you'll hear me say parental pressure a lot. (laughs) Um, Yeah, like, it just wasn't cool to use your words. (laughs) Um, And I talked about some heavy shit for a 13, 14, 15-year-old. And, like, my upbringing wasn't typical. Or, you know, like, I'm not trying to get on anybody who's upbringing was like what I'm about to give an example of you know a lot of times we hear you know the strung out bad um you know strung out parents the dad that left you know we hear that a lot when we hear about you know a child that had a rough upbringing I had none of that shit 
my dad was, you know, around till I was 11. I'll touch on that on a different episode. That'll be a crying episode. I will put some asterisks. We gotta figure out, I gotta figure out how to warn y'all when it's a crying episode. This shouldn't be a crying episode. But anyway, um, yeah, so like my upbringing, man, it wasn't like that. It was different. You know, my parents were in the house together. You know, we had the little pink family portrait. We look pretty happy. That's my jam. But um, yeah, till I was 11. So that wasn't really anything for me to bitch and complain about. I was the only child. So the joke was I got everything I wanted, which was a lie. I'll share that one. Man, I didn't get shit I wanted. Like I had to work for it. And when I tell you guys the standards that was placed on your boy was ridiculous. And then, not only were they ridiculous, but when I hit them, the fucking the the fucking gold at the end of the fucking rainbow was fucking bullshit. Like, and man, once I figured that out, I'm gonna touch on that on another episode as well. It's not that deep, but man, when I tell you, it's something about when. You know, the, the carrot gets dangled over a child's head and, and they they actually get that motherfucker that changes shit. Changes the kids thinking. So like that was more or less my thing. I was always challenged. I was always a smart kid. I was the little guy and I was cool with everybody. So like my beefs was weird. Like <laughs> and I was like I was overly Christian. Um Yeah, so I'm still little. Not really into the whole Christianity thing or organized religion. Um, yeah. But um, during, said all that to say this, man. Writing is where I got it. Writing is really what pushed me. And the fact that I was in touch with my emotions and how I was feeling sad, lonely, in love, or so I thought, um, you know, upset, crying. Now, being 13, 14, 15, whatever, and you saying this in front of, you know, a bunch of fucking puberty-stricken kids, the jokes was flowing, and I don't know how y'all grew up, but where where I grew up, that shit was brutal. Didn't nobody want to fight because I was little as fuck, and I was cool with everybody, so if you wanted to fight me, something was wrong with you. So, you know, people talk shit, and I didn't know how to handle that. So... The word gay got thrown around a lot. You know, they questioned my sexuality. And at, again, 13, 14, 15, 16. Oh, no, I like pussy, which is, well, women. But it's true. I did, and I do. But, you know, you didn't know how to handle confrontation back then. So you retreat. So I said, fuck that. Not going to write anymore. I'm not going to do any of this, any of that, blah, blah, blah. Fuck writing, fuck school. I'm going to, you know, fuck bitches. (laughs) get money I'm pretty sure that had to be around Lil Wayne era because I just feel like that that was appropriate but anyway (laughs) but anyway oh man but man y'all gonna know too much about me through this podcast but I'm here for it if this is if this makes you know you guys feel better about sharing with other people or even talking to me this is this is, I'm here for all this shit. This is great. But 
one of my writings was one probably one of the illest things I ever wrote and I still remember it to this day not verbatim but I talk about the gray area and the gray area obviously is well how you get gray black and white right so I just told you a lot about my upbringing a little bit about you know my childhood shit like that I'm not you know I don't like saying I'm unique in that regard because I feel like there's a bunch of sad suburban kids out there that are like, yep, <laughs> that was me. <laughs> I feel you. But um, so in my household, everything was black and white. Everything. And not like, you know, physically, you know, that would have been weird as shit. Uh, metaphorically, it was right and wrong. Yes, no. It wasn't room for maybe. And that was very detrimental to the way that I was thinking. It was, a, it was all or nothing. And, and that was hard because I was a creative. So I drew outside the lines. I thought outside the box. You know, it was never black and white for me, but I grew up in a very rigid household. And so when I wrote this piece, I had to be about 14 or 15 about the gray area and talking about, you know, becoming a man and, and you know, I feel like it was about mental health. If I had like access to my MySpace, <laughs> shit, it might be on my Facebook. I might do a part two to this, so we'll fill that in. But anyway, the term gray area is what I'm talking about. We don't need to really get into the specifics of what I wrote when I was 13 or 14. The specifics, or really what I'm trying to convey to you guys, that black and that white, that rigidness. Things are not yes, no. Nothing is yes, no. We try to be objective as possible. We, you know, I try, I'm trying to live my life as non-judgmental as possible. You know, I want to take my emotions out of it. Uh, I had a counselor tell me, and I, I believe this, um, feelings are not facts, but... It is a fact that everybody has feelings and your feelings are valid. Now, when we deal with our shit, people, I was about to say feelings, but fuck that. When we deal with people, we gotta always take a step back and remember that people, when dealing with anybody, and I'm not even gonna go on no like really deep fucking philosophical shit. When you deal with any person, there is a gray area. Every single interaction, you don't know where that person's coming from. They don't know where you're coming from. And you know what I'm saying? Like, it's so many factors that go into how that person thinks, how that person feels, how that person, you know what I'm saying, communicates, how that person receives communication. All of these things are are fucking, it's so much, y'all. And that gray area is extremely important because I want you guys to really think about that when, you know, you deal with people in your everyday lives, not even on a mental health thing, not even, you know, one of the big things about this podcast and, and these stories that I tell and and, and shit like that, like one of the goals is, one of my goals is always going to be, I wanna to speak to the person who may be going through the mental health 
issue, who may be feeling depressed, who may be feeling the anxiety, who may be feeling manic, who, you know, may have an eating disorder, whatever the case may be that they don't feel comfortable sharing. I want to let them, you know, give them the confidence to to possibly share. And again, I'm not forcing it and I'm not no nobody, you know, I'm not nobody mama or daddy. Well, I'm Gideon's daddy, but even then, I don't force him to share shit with me. Um, but, you know, I want to be an example that vulnerability is okay. And then that's one goal. So I want to be an example that vulnerability is okay. Two, I want to be, um, I want to give, I guess, examples or strategies for the person that's the support person. Like, you know, it's always two sides to this. Like I, like I said, you know, you got your black, you got your white, and it makes the gray. It's always someone else who's trying to support. And I know my support system, I love y'all. And I, I, I appreciate y'all patience because, man, I'm resistant. I tell you, I tell you, nothing. One thing about me is I'm going to fight. <laughs> I'm stubborn as hell and I'm going to fight. I'm going to tell you exactly everything that I need to do and how I need to do it and then I'm not gonna fucking do it and then I'm gonna fight you when you call me out on my bullshit but I mean that's you know that's part of my illness that's part of what I'm going through but I that needs to be explained to someone who may not be going through it but want to support somebody who is a different perspective so I want to show that vulnerability is cool and I want to show to the person that is the support person a different perspective or a different angle that they may be able to take. And then lastly, man, this is my cope, y'all. This is me. <sighs> kind of a journal, kind of a diary. You know, I appreciate y'all taking time out your day for this shit. Y'all, wow. <laughs> but yeah, man, so like, your takeaway for this episode is definitely think about the gray area. You know, when you're having positive thoughts, shit, negative thoughts, fucking in between thoughts, you know, don't be so quick to be so judgmental. Think about that gray area. Think like, hey, wait a minute. There's some room for some interpretation for everything that we do. And nothing is, is black and white. Yes, no, off, on. It's not that binary. That's not That's not the world we live in. You know, when interacting with humans, we grow, we evolve, we change. You know, that's just the nature of who we are. And as always, guys, be kind to yourselves. And I will catch y'all next time.